2: now
3: Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: There's a list of states that the federal government has determined have 80% of their new cases as Omicron. In those states, too bad, they don't get monoclonal antibodies. And uh, in Florida, where we're at, would fall under this category. Florida's wonderful. And Florida's Surgeon General has accused the Biden administration of actively preventing the distribution of monoclonal antibody treatment for the illness, causing an immediate and life threatening shortage of treatment options. The Surgeon General signed off on it. Mm-hmm. They had a
5: website, they have a hotline. And again, somehow this is being paid for. So clearly, I'm, I mean, understandably, the DeSantis administration would be upset on this.
4: Yeah, and just logically, if, if the Biden administration wants to help patients, what logical sense does that make? to ban the patients from getting a treatment that has indeed helped many patients. Hello, hello everyone, it's Ivory and Belinda Truth Bombs. We're gonna talk about a lot of issues regarding getting it in the arm and what you need to know as we enter the new year uh, in regards to the mandates. And also, we're gonna talk about treatment for the illness um, some really fascinating developments in regards to monoclonal antibodies um, we are here in miami beach trying to enjoy work a little more by putting our feet in the sand
5: absolutely and getting that vitamin d from mother nature this is perfect right ivory absolutely. we've been
4: friends and colleagues a long time thank you so much for having me absolutely so belinda and i first met uh as reporters in lexington kentucky i a was at of course covering the big blue nation right right uh basketball Are you uk big fans yeah we, we met covering women's basketball and uh you were with abc and i was mm-hmm. with nbc so mm-hmm. now here we are Sunshine state. Exactly. So, uh before we get into it, I got to shout out the sponsor Keto with Ivory. Weight management is a universal struggle. Many wonder why their weight loss becomes harder after they reach the age of 20. What most people don't know is that after we turn 20, our metabolism slows down by as much as 4% per decade. By the time we're 50, we have a 10% drop or more in our metabolism. This Mm. is why I highly recommend Keto with Ivory. Uh, This amazing powder helped me lose more weight in a shorter period of time. Much like the Keto diet, it can help raise levels of fat-burning ketones, except without the drawbacks, like cutting out carbs completely. Um, So I started seeing improvements in as little as one scoop per day. Uh, It helped make my weight loss easy. Actually, I got um, ready for Halloween. You know, as was Britney Spears following. <laughs> That's a skimpy outfit, and uh, it shredded me right up. If you want to help uh, support your weight loss, you'll love Keto with Ivory. Get up to 51% off for the next 24 hours by going to ketowithivory.com. Link in description. Okay, guys, I have got to tell you about this development with monoclonal antibodies. So Biden's Department of Health and Human Services decided it, it seems unlikely that monoclonal antibodies work against the Omicron variant. So what are we going to do? We're going to stop distributing it across the nation because it doesn't seem like it'll work against the Omicron variant. They put out that notice on PHE.gov on on December 23rd, uh, public health emergency, Mm -hmm. PHE.gov, Um, I don't know if there was enough backlash or what, but they just updated it this week and said, oh, my bad. Uh, (laughs) Maybe it's not good to cut off all monoclonal antibodies.
5: And this is really uh, something probably a lot of people in the state of Florida care a lot about. I was just looking this up and Uh this website here, floridahealthcovid19.gov, it is free from health. Uh, Providers here in the Sunshine State, so you can be treated, and it's actually signed by the state's state surgeon general in Florida. So, how can you kind of go over a standing order from the states, especially when you know states' rights is such an issue right now, and they've kind of said there's no federal. Uh, exemption or kind of plan for this
4: Yeah states rights are like Under threat uh, more than they've been In a while the, the big thing I was Thinking with this update about monoclonal antibodies mm-hmm. Is like it's kind of scary that The federal government can just cut off Treatment across the nation uh, So it, monoclonal antibodies are, Again are that's that's what Joe Rogan famously used in addition To the horse paste which Is actually a human pill um, That you know uh, he, he did the kitchen sink method which, why, why wouldn't you throw as many treatments as you can at yourself, um, you know? So, sure, and this is a government website, right?
5: FloridaHealthCOVID19.gov. Yeah. Straight up, it says, treatment is free and vaccination status does not matter if you're 12 years and older or at high risk for severe illness due to COVID-19, you are eligible for this treatment. In clinical trials, monoclonal antibody treatment showed a 70% reduction in hospitalization and death.
4: 70%. So so is that not good enough? 70%. Well, they're saying maybe that was with the Delta variant. But now that we have the Om- uh, Omicron variant, uh, literally the, the uh, Health and Human Services of the Biden administration said it's, quote, unlikely that monoclonal antibodies will retain activity against the Omicron variant. Therefore, let's cut it off. You know, after a week, they're like, "Oh, maybe we shouldn't do that nationwide." So we're just gonna we're gonna cut off monoclonal antibody treatment to only the states where 80% of cases are Omicron. That's the update this week. So now there's a list of states that the federal government has determined have 80% of their new cases as. Omicron in those states, too bad they don't get monoclonal antibodies. And in uh, Florida, where we're at, would fall under this category. Florida's
5: one of them. And, <laughs> and if you think about this, right, how, many, how much tax dollars has been spent in this? Look, here there is a Florida Department of Health monoclonal antibody treatment support line, meaning there are people staffed to literally take your calls. And if they're providing these treatments for free, that doesn't really come for free, right? We've all paid for it already in taxes anyway. Yeah, totally. So
4: that's fun. So this article out of New York Post was covering it, Uh, they said the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has estimated that Omicron makes up 59% of all uh, of the illness cases in the U.S. However, that estimate increases to 78% in an HHS-defined region that includes Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. So that's uh, that's hovering right around the eighty percent mark, uh, where if if HHS says that eighty percent of your cases are Omicron, too bad your your people don't get monoclonal antibodies. Now, researching what the FDA's guidance is in regards to monoclonal antibodies, you're actually doctors are basically banned from giving giving. There there is no emergency use authorization of this this new treatment for the illness if you're already hospitalized. You can only, a doctor can only give you monoclonal antibodies if you haven't been hospitalized yet. So if you're trying for prevention methods, perhaps. Right. Uh, Well, or if you have a mild case. But does that make sense that once you're bedridden in the hospital, too bad, you know, the the feds say that we can't give this, we can't give that if if you're hospitalized. If you're hospitalized, you would think that mm-hmm. there would be more incentive to, to give everything you can to the person. Sure. Yeah. But the FDA literally says on, on its official guidance website, uh, its fact sheet for healthcare providers that no, we're not going to authorize monoclonal antibodies for you if you've already been in the hospital. So, And, and then you hear these stories about like, yep. Yeah, you know, I hear from so many families directly that mm-hmm. say, my loved one is in the hospital. And they're the doctors declining to treat them with this, declining to treat them with that. They're they're withering away, and, uh, sure. they're, and and it's like, what the heck is going on in this pandemic?
5: And one of my good friends is an ear doctor in the Kansas City area, for instance, and for a long time they just didn't have a lot of treatment methods to help Mm -hmm. against the illness so it was kind of just what can we do to maybe ease some of the suffering that you know your Mm -hmm. friend was telling you about or a lot of families go through when they're seeing their loved one um so it would make sense to use anything in your arsenal
4: exactly but uh many many doctors are not only banned from using that but from using the i word famously we've heard a lot about that Uh, a lot of families trying to get their loved ones to get those I word prescriptions, and, and the doc says no way. Sure, you know I could get fired for you know because it's against our, our hospital's procedures, which pretty uh, pretty alarming. Oh, so the so the update from Florida. So so Governor DeSantis's office is not happy about this. Uh, uh, so basically, sure. uh, this this uh, monoclonal antibody limitation. Florida's Surgeon General has accused the Biden administration of actively preventing the distribution of monoclonal antibody treatment for the illness, causing an immediate and life-threatening shortage of treatment options.
5: And it seems like Florida honestly did a lot to get this kind of treatment in place. The Surgeon General signed off on it. Mm -hmm. They had a website. They have a hotline. And again, somehow this is being paid for. So clearly, I mean, understandably, the DeSantis administration would be upset on this.
4: Yeah, and just logically, if, if the Biden administration wants to help patients. What logical sense does that make to ban the patients from getting a treatment that has indeed helped many patients? Um, it's, you know, you know Governor DeSantis has been going against Biden like crazy and very vocally, and who knows if, if there's some sort of co- correlation between these two of, of the Biden admin cutting off certain treatments or limiting certain treatment for Floridians. Uh, Back in the end of November, uh, the news came out that despite rebukes, Florida has the lowest new illness cases in the nation. Mm -hmm. You know, the entire pandemic, Florida has not really been following the rules. And it, and we did recently hear, uh, of course, in
5: actually nearby counties to where we are right now, Broward County, Miami-Dade. You know, there are some more numbers, uh, so that is something to consider. However, uh, if you, as a state, as an overall, are have a plan in place that's working, and again, now people are able to maybe resume some of their daily activities. Uh, you know, the mask mandate, it's not in place in the state here so we can walk into businesses without this and you know there's
4: just a lot of things to consider yeah, it's just interesting looking back through the pandemic And like Florida was like We're not going to do a mask mandate Texas did for a while And then the governor was like, my bad the, the go-
5: <laughs> Let me take that back, the governor, take that back. Of De-
4: governor Abbott, his ratings like plummeted T- Texans turned against him When he did a mask mandate They're like, you're a fraud, you're a dictator And, and Texas does <laughs> Texas anyone You know, you
5: like your freedom People yeah. in Florida
4: like their freedom too So he backtracks, he's like, you know, we're going to get rid of that mask mandate And it went. it was all this big national news of like there's gonna be deaths in the streets in Texas because they've done away with their mask mandate you're all gonna die and what do you know the cases uh, went on to go down (laughs) There was, like, an immediate drop in cases in the coming months after Texas got rid of its mask mandate. And
5: uh, <laughs> and wasn't it funny? Like, I, I was visiting you and another one of our girlfriends. We were down there Memorial Day weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I get a call from my aunt, who also lives in Texas, saying, uh, were you over at this place in Houston? I remember there was a pool party that was on national news. Also, you know, we're going to say Missouri. i got to give uh, a little love to the Show Me State as well, right? You know, in... Uh, lake of the ozarks one of their places also was on national news for all of these people right who were um you know they honestly they were uh, partaking in maybe what would be a normal memorial day weekend for them not for everyone because of course you know we like to pay respects to the veterans and um you know honestly to people whose lives are lost and that is the purpose of memorial day weekend but a lot of people do treat it as kind of a party weekend yeah and maybe uh you know for the past couple years had not been doing that but i I did remember visiting Texas and getting a call from a family member, being like, "You weren't a part of that," and I said, "No, we were not. We were boating. You know, we were boating. We we're doing a little lake stuff activity." But uh, yeah, just looking back on this past year as we're nearing 2022, it was
4: it was crazy. There were so many people not following the right. the the, the Biden men rules, or right. and uh, you know, it's uh, it's just interesting to see states that really uh said we are not going to follow biden's rules and and seeing their cases go down and now we see treatment options limited for the people who do have the illness just logically i need i need something more to make sense of this this does not make sense to me it just sounds really wrong to limit and prevent so many treatment options Uh, For the illness and again And
5: at a government level right
4: Shouldn't it be up to the actual
5: doctor Who's in the room with somebody Looking at their symptoms because You know I mean some of these Omicron symptoms are really quite light But Mm -hmm. that's not to make light of a situation If somebody does really get sick And is hospitalized
4: Yeah it's being widely reported that it appears uh, Omicron has much While it is more transmissible The symptoms are, are much less and the most common symptoms are like cough, sore throat, fatigue. Uh, all, aches all the, in there, maybe. All the things yeah. of a common cold. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for it to be prevalent and you to, you get it and then get your your natural, uh, I guess we can't say this on YouTube, but you know to naturally recover from it. Um, that's great. To give I, yourself I, you know, a natural protection. Be, it could be a blessing in disguise. This variant uh, That's what Dr. Robert Malone said when I interviewed him uh, a, week, a week or two ago. That interview is on my website. Link in description. Um, and there
5: are a lot of uh, experts that, you know, when you're watching even some of the major programs that really say Omicron is broken down a little bit from the original illness and that may continue to happen because the protein in it has maybe a flaw and that can continue to happen. So hopefully it does just keep with the weaker symptoms.
4: Yeah, if you look at the common cold, it, there there's endless variants of the common cold, and so a new one every single year, right? For yeah, the flu, so yeah, flu too. Yeah, so you know, we may see endless variants of of this illness, but if our bodies get used to fighting it off, that's fantastic. And and throughout the pandemic, the epidemic, there's there's a uh, there's been almost no talk. Of, of some of the very best ways to prevent yourself from dying of this illness, oh, I love which this. is taking care of your your health, period, of your body, of your fitness. Actually, there's been this big big um, sure. culture throughout the 21st century uh, of basically shaming people who want to be fit and celebrating obesity. Uh, that cu- culture has developed more and more, but obesity is a primary way. To set your body up for the potential to die of this this new illness threat, yet it is not talked about absolutely throughout, throughout the this epidemic.
5: I love that you brought this up because uh, you know I want to do everything I can to take a holistic approach and take care of my body. I know you do too. This is mm-hmm. like one thing that we can bond over and uh, wellness. Not only is it going to save your life. When it comes to heart disease, obesity, uh, so many of the leading causes of death, but also when there is something new that's popping up, you are so much less susceptible if you are taking care of your health. And, uh, you know, vitamin D, right? This is something that a lot of people don't talk about in mainstream media, but there were a lot of reports that show, you know, there is a smaller link into people who maybe are getting the illness who have, you know, proper or even... uh, Slightly more than proper amounts of vitamin D in their system.
4: Yeah, it's really fascinating that that this stuff is not talked about. You know, light light therapy That's was real. discovered yeah. in the 1800s. It won the Nobel Prize, I believe, in 1904. Um, when the the researcher who first really who actually went on to win the Nobel Prize. He suffered with energy issues himself, and he noticed that he, he was more energized and focused mm-hmm. when he was in the sun. And so he researched this more and realized it can help heal illnesses. Um, and uh, yeah, looked that up, uh, the light light therapy, both red light and blue light therapy. And then it just, it, that it kind of got thrown by the wayside when uh, the, the big uh, traditional medicine rolled around in the 20th century.
5: Uh, know, and why wouldn't it? Because a lot of people who are standing to make a great deal of amount of money on this they don't want you to know that you can heal yourself and and that you th- how do light you monetize therapy. the right. sun yeah. <laughs> but you know I, I take hot yoga in an infrared studio every single day I'm in Kansas City mm, because this is something it. I believe in so much and you know there are a lot of
4: even anti-aging benefits so yeah. Out. and then during the Spanish flu of, uh, of 19, 1918 1918 I believe it was um they would put the patients out out in the sun uh the bedridden patients would sit out in the sun for a certain amount of time every day and uh there's there's old photos from the back then of all these these people these beds lined up Uh, there was actually a little tent city set up for for uh patients uh with the spanish flu but their beds would get pulled out of the tent into the sun the sun for a certain amount of time each day and uh And it's just interesting that that treatment method has kind of been forgotten. Do you remember visiting Colorado Springs, too? Um, Yeah, what about it? So
5: this was Garden of the Gods area. This was known uh, for its natural healing abilities because it's so sunny and because Colorado Mm. in general is, you know, one of the sunniest states. Of course, Florida would probably say otherwise, but, you know, that was one of the reasons why it got uh, popularized. They actually treated a lot of people there during this time.
4: That's fascinating. Yeah,
5: we read wow. it when we were uh, up at the top of the Garden of the Gods. Oh, all those little gosh. exhibits.
4: Wow. Um, so moving along to the the needle mandate. Uh, when are you being forced by Biden to get it in the arm? Well, uh, this is actually this case of, of of Biden mandating businesses with 100 or more employees to force their employees to get it in the arm or get weekly testing. That that case has been taken all the way to Supreme Court now. Um, the the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, they initially said, look, this has, like, serious constitutional issues with it. And they, they put the mandate on pause in November. But in December, they ended up saying, you know what, yeah, Biden can, Biden can force you to get in the arm if, if you work for a big company. Well, um, the, the original petitioners who filed the lawsuit have now taken it all the way up to the Supreme Court.
2: Order now.
1: fighterflare.com.
4: Supreme Court accepted the case and it it says he has, in a rare move, the Supreme Court set an accelerated timeline for the cases, scheduling oral arguments in both cases for January 7th. So it's coming up in about just over a week. Mm. The Supreme Court is going to be hearing arguments um, as to whether you... Uh, if you work for a big corporation, you got to get get it in the arm. It's it's crazy because they're they're trying to level huge fines against the corporations if if they don't force their employees uh, to get in the arm. They're encouraging snitches. So if if the corporation's not enforcing it on their employees, uh, they enc- they encourage pro needle snitches to say, "Look, I saw that that my other colleague in the corporation has not had the needle." Um. And so it's a lot of pressure on the corporations. Like if you own a huge corporation, of course you can have a lot of snitches, pro needle snitches, in the company saying, oh, "My colleague didn't get any arm," and, and then reporting it to OSHA. Then OSHA shows up and, and levies a devastating fine on the on the company. Sure. So anyway, so that's that's how it would work out. And initially, it was January sixth was the deadline for getting it in the arm. Now that the Supreme Court has accepted it, the c- accepted this uh, case, um, it says here that um, OSHA announced that it would not issue citations for noncompliance with any requirements of the OSHA uh, ruling before January or before January tenth. So now you have until January tenth to get the needle. Um, and you may get a citation if you don't get it by then. And um, and then as far as the testing requirement, the mask and test weekly, you have until February 9th if, for, before you might get a citation for noncompliance. So that tells me basically everything's pushed back till February 9th.
5: And um, also, you know while we're talking about corporations, a huge issue in the limelight and in the media has been same thing with military members um, you know that reached the deadline of you need to be vaccinated when maybe some people were not ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does look like Oklahoma for the National Guard. So the National Guard, you were supposed to uh, by June of 2022 because again National Guard is not as active. They may be spending one or two weekends doing their service depending on if they're active duty or not but Mm -hmm. it now says federal judge denies the Oklahoma governor's request to stop the military vaccine mandate so there were a few other states again I think it was about six of them that were trying to uh, you know, go around this for their National Guard members meaning members of the military who essentially are being paid by the government uh, in Mm -hmm. some respect but you know this ruling just came out Tuesday so
4: you know Roughly a day and a half ago There you go Yeah, so The fight continues um, It was a list of, of Companies and entire States, state of Texas Sued Biden, uh, state of Missouri Where you live, Linda lives in Kansas right. City
5: and they, they filed suit back in October I think the third week of October Missouri did, but a, a long list
4: Yeah um, And And here's the thing. I know people who work at like Costco and they're like, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this new, uh, you know, needle technology. Do I want to sacrifice, you know, do I want to sacrifice my minimum wage job to protect my bodily autonomy or do I want to risk bodily autonomy to protect my minimum wage job? I think I'll just throw out the minimum wage job <laughs> and take another job. <laughs> like, that's the thing with these big corporations. So many of their employees are low wage a lot of times. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm betting that a lot of these corporations are going to shed a lot of employees.
5: And a lot of this comes down to principle, too. It's like, what do you value the most in your life? Yeah. Is it money or is it health? Meaning... If you feel like your way of life is going to go away because you don't want to do something that could challenge your health or maybe that you don't believe in, it's a difference of ideology, is that your hill to die on? And, you know, that's not necessarily my or anybody's job to tell you that, but each person's individual decision.
4: Exactly. It's a, it's a big decision a lot of us are facing in this, in the, in this crazy time. And uh, r- realizing dystopian what really times, man. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, my my whole life changed because I was like, dude, I'm gonna stand on the principle. Um, and so a lot of people's lives have changed a lot. And I encourage uh, you to just follow your heart and what really matters. Look, I would never be broadcasting what I really want to talk about on the beach, <laughs> had I just obeyed the corporation as it violated uh, journalism ethics.
5: Yeah, you, uh, you definitely stood by your principles. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing that. I know a lot of people are. So
4: I can't wait to hear more about
5: your uh, corporate news experience. I can't wait to hear more about that, too.
4: <laughs> we'll stay tuned. We'll stay tuned. That yeah, it was really um, fun. It was a, re- it was <laughs> a really good year. <laughs> oh, go. oh, my gosh. She got some stories she's not ready to tell. Um, so... Other than that, you know, the CDC keeps changing its its idea of, like, you know, we're the all-knowing experts. We really know what's going on. But we're going to keep saying, you know, for sure for sure it's 14 days that you need to quarantine. Depends on what state you live in. No. And then, you know what, maybe 10. And now, now now they're saying, Fauci's like, okay, maybe five. Well, it's good that it's going down. It's good that it's going down. Five days, you're good. That's the new rule from the CDC is that if you have if you're asymptomatic you only have to quarantine for 5 days.
5: Yeah, and I think the principle is, you know, nobody wants nobody wants to infect anyone else, right? So it's kind of just people are out there searching for the answer of, you know, what what is the appropriate time frame where I can resume my normal life and not infect anyone. And so yeah. that would be nice if there
4: were some consistency.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I know early in the pandemic, some of my friends who first who were some of the first to catch the illness, they spent like up to a month just absolutely in solitude, locked inside because they were listening to see, see it, And that's what it was saying. It was basically like, well, you have to I think there were there was misunderstanding and a lot of people over quarantined and it really you know took a toll on their mental health they were it was miserable well
5: but and and the, man companies right like i remember my company the company i was working for at the time you know the policy really did not make sense because it was from if you found that you were infected right they sent out the mass email saying okay if you were at the station during this time uh you know potentially I guess you could have been exposed I don't remember the exact wording but they would send people home but instead of having it be the uh, you know I, I believe it was the full 14 days Yeah. Um, to me it would always make sense that you would need to maybe have a negative test result but because if you had the uh, antibody potentially you could test positive there was mm-hmm. no need to test before they went back into the workplace and this was a pretty consistent policy with a lot of corporations where you know you are asked being asked to go in as an essential worker day in and day out so that never quite made sense to me why you didn't have to test negative before you return but maybe that's just me
4: well the the policies at Fox Corp were really cuckoo um, in regards to and these were coming straight down from Lachlan Murdoch he would send us regular emails and uh So, I mean, we're we're all just basically, for most of the pandemic, banned from the the TV station um, until the vaccines rolled around and then a few people were let in. But uh, I remember we were covering um, storm damage. A hurricane had actually rolled through eastern Texas, Orange County, Texas. We go out there to cover storm damage. A bunch of crews go out there. and. we we cut we spend like a couple days covering it and come back and then we hear that the mayor of, of Orange had tested positive and um, maybe like one reporter had been around the mayor um, and and none of the reporters had been around each other. Sure. So the the vast majority of our crews nobody was around nobody was even around the mayor or his staff and yet my. TV station president says, you know, because the mayor of Orange tested positive, we're putting all of you into 14 day quarantines. And he gets on the call with the, with the whole staff and says, well, the uh, hurricane coverage ended in nine presumptive positive cases at our TV station. I was like, presumptive? I'm pro, pres- and I was one of them. I'm presumptive positive because I was in the same county as someone who tested positive. Does that make any logical sense? And by the way, coming back to Houston, there's a lot more positive cases in that county than in rural Orange County, Texas. Uh, yet he locked away nine essential staff members for no reason other than that the mayor of Orange tested positive. And the, these were this, is, this is sort of cuckoo logic during, the, d- during this epidemic that we dealt with. And... Um, there I was in my house for 14 days trying to cover news, you know. And does to... news happen inside your apartment? No. I mean, in general. It, no, really That's doesn't. the funny
5: thing, you know. When you get, see a lot of people in a newsroom, you know, in pre-pandemic times, it's like, is there news happening in this newsroom or is it out happening in
4: the world? It's yeah. happening in the world. It, it was my job to go out to the scene and collect the facts on the ground. But they were constantly putting me into these quarantines for petty, ridiculous reasons. And probably not just you, others too. If I flew <laughs> on a plane at all. 14 more days, Ivory. <laughs> you know? And I like to fly. So, I, so I, I, you know... Granted, I put that on myself. If I choose to fly, I know that it's another 14 days. But that was the Fox Fox Corp rules. Uh, just blocking their people away constantly. <laughs> and, you know, you saw some
5: corporations that did that. Um, one major employer in Kansas City that employs thousands of people that I did not work for. Uh, you know, they kind of had a system A and B, right? So maybe... This group of people was in A, these people were in B, and there was no crossover. To me, that actually made the most sense, um, but I can tell you a, a, lot of, a lot of the logic used by major corporations just made zero sense. And then some people, just from a perspective only, we're going to take these really extreme measures, which, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, I'm going to be quarantined because I was in the same
4: county as someone. Yeah, it's really absurd, and... Uh Outdoors in the wilderness for most of the time covering the hurricane. Yet for some reason, because the mayor who was on the other side of the county caught it, I might have it. Like no logic whatsoever. But I, I can only chalk it up to I, the con- the corporations must be extremely afraid of lawsuits if they get a lot of lo- lawsuits um, from their employees. The employees saying, "I got sick because you sent me somewhere to cover something, so I'm going to sue you." You know, out the wazoo and. I think uh, uh, widespread illness like, uh, across the world caused a lot of corporations to freak out and not want lawsuits, and so they just overdo everything. And then it, But the worst thing is when they make us tell, you know, tell the public to overdo everything themselves. You know, you must, you know it's, we need to use you, Ivory, as a mouthpiece of saying everyone out there needs to limit their liberties. And, yeah. and, and shut down and live in fear And I was like, dude, I'm not going to continue to be your mouthpiece of, of uh, propaganda Which is why now I work on a beach
5: <laughs> yeah, My experience was kind of the opposite of this Where I don't think that there was a, a lot of care put into it And sometimes, you know, you're asked to do things that Oh, am I supposed to go to that place or is Eastern Jackson County actually not allowing people into nursing homes right now because of this?
4: Oh, Oh, they want you inside the nursing
5: home. (laughs) Yeah, for, uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're, Are a few instances like that, but again, you kind of really looking back question. Oh,
4: it's oh the hypocrisy happened at at Fox Corp too. It was absolutely insane. Hey, Ivory, can you go into that crowd of sixty thousand Black Lives Matter marchers? They're marching. Uh, The streets are, are. They're shoulder to shoulder. Most aren't wearing masks, but you know what? We want you right in the middle of them anyway. And no, you don't have to quarantine after that. But. You know, because the mayor of Orange County, Texas, caught COVID, uh, where the population is, like, like 10,000 in the entire county. <laughs> you know, that's where you have to quarantine. They literally did that throughout. And I was like, you guys are insane. If it's Black Lives Matter and it's 60,000 people, it doesn't count. I was like, does that make any sense? It's outside, though. Yeah. Well, both Isn't were outside. Isn't yeah. Well, no. I, I'm i a little tongue-in-cheek there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Uh, Anyway, so we just wanted to tackle some topics. Um, Do you have anything more you want to talk about? Well, there's endless things to talk about. So Uh, many You you were talking about the 11% uh, 11 spike in cases overall, Okay,
5: yeah, so this was really interesting. Uh, I saw this, so it's data from the World Health Organization. I actually saw it on Fox LA, though, as, uh, you know, a lot from last week to this week there was an 11% increase in co- in a you know the illness cases uh-huh. and they're saying the biggest increase was in the americas so the un health agency said it's weekly epidemiological ed- report released Tuesday, there were nearly 4.99 million, which is, you know, we can just round that to 5 million (laughs) newly reported cases around the world, uh, you know, just last week, which was the 20th to the 26th, because most of the time this data is collected in a seven-day period. Um, You know, Europe accounted for more than half of that total, so they had 2.84 million Though, that's only a 3% increase for them from the previous week. Now, of course, that could be because maybe their total was higher. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, The highest infection rate of any region was, uh, you know, with 304.6. So, you know, 304 new cases per 100,000 residents.
4: So we got that. That's very low. 300 cases per 100,000 residents? That's not much. Um, but an 11% spike in cases is significant. But if, if the cases involve, uh, um, you know, coughing and just like sniffles and uh, sore throats, as they're saying, uh, basically the cold symptoms, if that's what Omicron is, then this may be a blessing in disguise. Sure. That people can get through this, get, get their immunity to this illness through a, a lighter variant, a, a less severe variant. Um, and let's not forget that when Omicron first reached the U.S. shores, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said that 80% of the, of the cases of Omicron were people who had already had it in the arm, who had already had the needle. The majority of the people catching the variant had already had it, had been fully needled. So I, I don't know the update on that, whether that percentage has changed. But that kind of got brushed under the rug. I was I, I was just talking to a friend who's a big corporate news reporter yesterday who didn't even know that stat. Uh, I think I think the corporate news didn't didn't let its reporters like they, the corporate news doesn't doesn't look like to look at inconvenient facts that stray from its narrative because the corporate news narrative is the the needle is the end all be all. Um. So let's just re- let's just keep all that in mind that a very significant number of the omicron cases come from people who've already had the needle so as you're considering whether to still get the needle to abide by Biden's mandate to maybe you've had the needle you're wondering about the booster keep it all in mind that the fact that Rochelle Walensky did say in the month of December 2021 that 80% and, and this is according to USA Today uh, as we're reading their article uh, that 80% of the cases are people who've already had it
5: in the arm. So well, and do with that what you will. Something else to remember because there does feel like there's a lot of hysteria going on with Omicron right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you think about some of maybe the more liberal areas shutting down, which you know I'm I'm hopeful that it that they don't. To mm-hmm. be honest, that we stay open. So in, in Australia, they just now reported um, the first death, but they had six thousand new cases. So. In one week,
4: right? So, so, so someone fatal, has
5: died with Omicron. Yeah, but the fatal case was a man in his 80s who was infected at an aged care facility in Sydney.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: He was fully vaccinated, and he also had underlying health conditions. But when you talk about, you know, one
4: death in 6,000 new cases, right... Well, that, that's a very inconvenient fact for the, those who love the narrative, because uh, if he was had fully had it in the arm and... He went on to die of the illness. Well, die with the illness. See, if we don't know if the illness is what sure. caused him or in, if he and died. And in his eighties. To be fair, but the CDC's right. big argument is that if you get it in the arm, it, it's at least going to prevent illness and death. You may, or it, it's at least going to prevent hospitalization and death. So it's going to make your symptoms at least less severe. That's their new big argument now that we're learning that breakthrough cases are going out the wazoo. Well, at least... Well, you may still catch it. I'm sorry. We told you you wouldn't catch it if you got in the arm. Well, at least it, it just won't be as severe. You know? And then here we have the one the one Omicron guy who did die had had it in the arm. What do you know? Sure. But, like I said, he was 80 with other underlying conditions. That, the, it's these you, word games that the media play where they, you don't, can go you know, they don't spell out yeah. they don't spell out whether it, it was the primary cause, was it the primary cause of his death or did he die with it Com- comorbidity you know, right? Yeah. You more than one case of death, like the motorcycle accident or the, the guy, oh he happened to have the illness while, when he died of a motorcycle accident so so he died with the illness you know, they, they word it in this way, it's like, it sounds like the illness caused his death, but it was with the illness so the accident actually caused his death yeah <laughs> anyway duh okay we're going to uh go boating now so <laughs> try to live as much of a best life as we can in this crazy world
5: yeah fear less right
4: <laughs> like live more stop being so afraid i hope you guys get a great start to your 2022 and set those new year's resolutions we'll see you very soon yeah bye
1: Order now